Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Okay, gang, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Your saltwater guy, Captain Dave Hansen. We got a good show for you tonight. We're talking squid. We're talking fishing with squid. So we're going to get going here in just a few more minutes. We'll get going with the seminar, but I want to welcome everybody and thank you. And I'm sorry that we didn't do it at noon today, but I kind of made an announcement yesterday and let everybody know that today and tomorrow we'll be going at six o'clock live for our podcast. And then uh, hopefully Thursday we'll be back doing it at uh, 12 o'clock. And then on Friday we'll have Mr. Wayne. Katow from uh, CCA. Wayne's going to join us on the show on Friday. I hope you all can make it. It is going to be an incredible show Friday because Wayne is the guy setting in the buildings when they're talking about what they're going to do next to close fishing in California. Wayne's on on our side. He's on the front lines every single day. The amount of time and effort he puts in to make sure that we all get to go fishing is absolutely incredible. So I hope you all join us on Friday for that show. But today is Promar Ahi USA Tuesday. And I want to welcome you all. Promar makes a lot of great products for catching squid. And uh, what better company to be talking about on a how to fish with live squid then Promar Ahi USA. If you have a chance to visit their website, you'll see all those great products I'm talking about. We'll flash the QR code up here in a little bit after we get going. But um, today we're talking about the proper way to fish with live squid. And uh, this can go for anywhere you fish with live squid. This could go East Coast, West Coast, Africa, Cabo, It doesn't matter. If you're using live squid, there's a few things that you have to remember. Those of you that constantly are using live squid and you're constantly catching bat rays and shovel nose and leopard sharks and soup fin sharks and just always catching something other than the white sea bass that you're trying to catch. There is a huge reason for that. I don't know if you've ever seen a white sea bass or a yellowtail that you're trying to catch with the live squid, but their mouth is in front of the fish. It's not on the bottom. The the, uh, shovelnose shark, the bat ray, the leopard shark, the soup fin shark, if you look at them, their mouth is on the bottom of their chest pretty much, just above their chest. So when they're cruising around on the bottom, they're just they're staying right next to the sand and they're cruising and then there's your squid laying in the sand. They slurp it right up and then you're like, oh man, I got another bat ray. Oh man, I got another shovel nose shark. Oh man, it's it fought like crazy. It was so cool and then it ends up being a leopard shark. Gang, that's because you're leaving your bait laying on the bottom. When you're fishing with live squid. There's a certain way you have to hook the live squid. And that 
I don't have a live squid with me. I can't show you. But if you go to our website, yoursaltwaterguide.com, you can see how to hook your squid. Also, I throw bits and part, bits and pieces of all my videos up across social media. So if you don't want to join the website and you don't want to just go get quick, easy access to it, you can try to go search around on Facebook or YouTube or any of the other social media platforms we post on. You may find the section on how to f- hook your squid. Or you can go straight to your saltwater guide and you can see exactly how to hook your squid. But it's important to hook it the proper way each and every time. Because if you remember what we talked about a couple weeks ago is every single thing matters. And it comes right down to hooking the bait matters. And then how you present the bait so that the fish can actually have a chance to eat the live squid. Right now, live squid is being sold at the islands and it's being sold at the bait barges and it's very very expensive i've been hearing most boats are charging a hundred dollars a scoop some boats are charging 75 dollars a scoop so it's somewhere between 75 and 100 bucks if you've ever tried to make squid or ever tried to catch your own squid you know it's a long tedious night think about trying to catch it for 40 or 50 or 60 boats that are going to come over and buy it in the morning. It is a long, tedious night. So don't ever complain about the price of the squid. Plus, I know you guys have seen the gas pumps lately and you know that the price of diesel has gone up. So just be respectful and understand these guys that are catching you squid at night. They're out there all night long trying to catch enough squid so that they can sell you on your boat squid. Plus the other 40 or 50 or 60 boats that are coming over to the island. The reason I'm talking about that is because now we bring it back to how important it is to make sure that you utilize this squid the proper way. You just don't shove a hook in it and throw it out there in the water. There are certain ways to hook it, and then there are certain ways to fish with it. You don't want to hook it onto a big lead head that's going to fire your bait straight down to the bottom so it lays flat in the sand. Because then what what we were talking about a few minutes ago, you're going to only hook bat rays, shovel nose sharks, leopard sharks. You want to figure out what depth you're fishing in. Now, if you're out on the squid grounds, and that is usually somewhere between 90 and 150 feet of water, normal areas. That's kind of what that zone is. 120s, like downtown, hash brown. That's normal depth. If we're going to fish that depth, we're going to leave the lead heads alone. We're going to leave the sliding sinkers alone. We're going to strictly fish with a, a white jig or we're going to fish with a dropper loop. In the dropper loop, you're going to tie that like it shows on my website, how to tie a dropper loop. But you're going to put your loop probably 18 inches above the uh, sinker, a little bit higher than you would normal dropper loop that I show you. Why is that? Because you're going to be fishing on a bed of squid. If you're going to anchor up on the squid, you're usually going to anchor on a bed of squid. If you don't know what that looks like on your fish finder, where can you find out how to find that? Well, you can go search YouTube, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of videos, and maybe you'll find the one that you're looking for that's going to show you what it looks like on your fish finding apparatus or your fedometer. Or you can go straight to the source, your saltwater guide, and you can grab that what does squid look like on my fish finder and you can see what the squid looks like on the fish finder right on my website there's the qr code you can jump on there hold on one second someone doesn't know we're live right now 
and it is spam. So you grab that right there and get all the information you want. Just take a picture of that QR code right now with your phone. And that'll take you straight to our website and you'll get to see all these cool videos we're talking about. But gang, you want to know what it looks like and then you're going to see that it's going to be blanketed on the bottom. That squid bed's only going to be about four, three or four feet off the bottom at the most. And when it's daytime, it's going to be laying flat on the bottom. So that's why you're going to put your loop about 18 inches above that. So your squid's not laying down there with all the other squid. It's actually suspended 18 inches above that squid bed. And that looks very tantalizing to that sea bass or that yellowtail that comes swimming by. That is when you're going to be, you're going to see the difference between that and leaving it laying on the bottom. Now, this year is an exceptional year for halibut fishing. We know that. But most of that halibut's biting on the beaches during the day. It's, it's biting at gray light also. But a lot of it's being caught during the day. The way that guys are finding out that that halibut is on the uh, squid grounds and people start to catch it is because there'll be three or four guys with rental poles or three or four guys that are fishing with a lead head, letting it lay on the bottom. And then all of a sudden somebody hooks a halibut and then you go, oh my gosh, you hooked two halibut. Everybody lay your bait on the bottom. You're really not looking for halibut when you're out there fishing with squid at San Clemente Island, Catalina Island, Santa Cruz, Anacapa, San Nick, down at the Coronados. And we're trying to catch white sea bass. That is our number one goal. Our, our goal is not halibut, although this year has been an exceptional halibut year. Don't get me wrong. It's almost historic. Well, it is historic. I've never seen anything like this in my short time out here on the water. But... uh I'm sure you guys all have. I'm sure you've seen way better halibut fishing than I ever have. I know that for a fact. And your sister's mother's aunt's cousin had it way better than I ever will. I know that too. Sorry about that. We broke.
Yeah, we're, we're back, back here again. It won't stay on the. Tell your computer to I'm telling it. I'm doing everything. I'm doing it all as quickly as possibly can. Oh my goodness, gang! I don't know. I don't know. Here we are. It's crazy. It's crazy why it keeps jumping over there. I don't understand why it would do that. Absolutely crazy. Anything now? Can anybody hear me? Does anybody hear this at all? Just kind of give a give a hoot. Let me know if you see me or hear me at all. 
Okay, good. We're back. Okay. I don't know what happened. Just the world that we're living in here today. But back to what we were talking about. So that fish is swimming in that above that squid. That uh, squid bed. That squids are that sea bass and that yellowtail swim. All right, we're back. We figured it out. We got it all back. We're good. It kept jumping over to the other network, and I don't know why it kept doing that, but it did. But I think we're back. I think we're good to go. I think I figured it all out. I think we're good. I'm sorry about all the confusion and everything else, but I think I'm good now. I think we're good. I think we still got a tiny bit of the audience left, and... uh Sorry about that, gang. It's just part of this Starlink and the computer. And it's my fault and I apologize. But we're still, I know I kept my thoughts. I know exactly where I left off. So we're going to keep going. We're good. It's not your fault, Mark. No matter how much everybody wants to think it's your fault. It was 100% Captain Dave's fault because I had this silly motorhome next to me. I'm going to call my wife right now. Can you tell her? No, we're not going to tell Jen that it's not your fault. That's not part of the deal. We're not doing that. And yeah, Kelly, it is all my fault. So, gang, I apologize for losing a few of you for a minute, but we're back. We're full speed. I know we're doing good, and I know everything's working now, and I know we got, we're hot. We are hot. So back to the squid, back to the squid nest, back to the way the squid is reacting underneath your boat. During the day, it's laying flat on the bottom, and as you turn on those lights and it starts to get, when it gets dark and the lights come on, it starts to climb up. That's great. But when you're fishing on these squid beds in the morning, at the gray light when the squid's already gone down or in the early evening before it started to float and it's laying on the bottom, that's why it's crucial to make sure that you're using a dropper loop. And that's going to in 18 inches above the sinker. That way it's going to keep that bait up there. So when that fish swims through, it's like, oh, there's a squid above the nest. 
that's an easy one for me to pick off. So he's going to eat that one. But if you're using a lead head, it's going to lay in the sand, in the mud, and you're going to get a bat ray. You might get a halibut. And then the other trick is to use that white jig. And we like to use the TLC made by Taddy. And we'll use the TLC with a single side wash hook, which is a 9-aught or an 8-aught. And we'll put two squids on that white jig and we'll drop that to the bottom. When it hits the bottom, we'll take one full crank off, stick the rod in the rod holder in full strike position. Because when that sea bass comes through, I don't know if you've ever seen a sea bass, but they got a pretty big mouth. So when they come through that school of squid, they just open their mouth and then they just inhale that squid. They're not going to come in there and nibble on it and nibble on it. They're going to inhale it. So there's no reason for you to have it in clicker. And also, if you have it in clicker, in the rod holder with that white jig, as soon as that sea bass feels that click, 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 and he can feel that down the line, he spits that jig out immediately. He doesn't want to die. That's not how he got to be so big. So he's not going to inhale that. He is. He doesn't want to die. So he's going to just... Grab it, and if he doesn't feel that clicker, he's going to inhale it, and then you're game on. But you got to make sure you're crank off the bottom. And most reels today, when you're one crank off the bottom, you're three feet off the bottom. You're 40, you're, you're three feet, you're 36 inches off the bottom. So <clears throat> that being said, I know we're going to talk about that in a minute, Brett, but thank you, Brett. So that's how you're going to approach them on a squid bed, Okay. That is how we approach them on a squid bed. Now, we move into the beach. Like we were talking about with uh, Sonny on Friday, on our podcast on Friday, when we had Sonny and Justin on the show. Now, as we move into the beach, we're going to go, we're going to approach this in a totally different way. Now is when you're going to fish the edges of the kelp, the edges of the structure on the beaches, when then... Also, you can fish those fish like Sonny was saying. They're breezing over at the Channel Islands right now in 10, 5, 10 feet of water. So you're going to totally change up. Now you're going to use a very small sliding sinker, a 4-aught or 6-aught thin-wired hook. Or if you're using straight braid, you can't use a thin-wire hook because you're going to straighten it out. So you're going to use a thicker hook. If you're using monofilament, you can use a thin-wire hook. But I like to use the thin wire hook, but I have a soft three or four, or excuse me, the first 12 inches of my rods, are, my rods are nine feet long, so that first 12 inches of them is going to be softer, so it's going to give when that fish shakes his head, it's not going to have a tendency to straighten the hook out. But if you're using a heavy jig stick or a heavy rod and you use a straight braid, then you better use like a gorilla hook, something like that, something thick wired hook, because you don't want to straighten out that hook. And then you're going to approach it with a very small slider or a lead head, like an eighth ounce or a quarter ounce lead head. And if you're using the slider, I'm using an eighth of an ounce. And very, very rarely will I go above a quarter of an ounce. Because I'm usually fishing in 25 to 35 feet of water on the edges of the kelp beds. And I'm casting my bait out. And I want it to spend most of the time, it's in the water, sinking through the water column. I don't want it to hit the water and shoot right straight down to the bottom. 
then you miss all that area that that fish is swimming. Like Brett was just saying, through the kelp. When they're swimming through the kelp, they're always keeping an eye out on the outside edge of the kelp because they know where that food's going to be showing up. And as your bait's sinking with that very small lead head or that very small sliding sinker, it's actually staying in the zone where the fish are. It's staying in that zone. And then you won't catch you won't catch bat rays, you won't catch shovel nose sharks, you won't catch leopard sharks because you're keeping it in the water column. This is crucial. This is something that is crucial. Now, here's a big problem a lot of people have. When you're doing that, you're getting these little bites from blue perch or calico bass, and you get you're get you're starting to get upset because you're like, all we're catching here is blue perch and calico bass. That's when you got to take a deep breath and go. The magic's about to happen. I've talked to so many members of the website and for many, many years, so many people that just left a few minutes before the bite started because they were only catching white uh, blue perch and they were only catching calicos and they were not catching a white sea bass or a yellowtail. My good friend, Alan Watson, who run, ran the Dreamer forever, who is basically the king of Catalina. That guy was kid fishing Catalina back in the 80s when we were all fishing offshore for tuna and stuff. He was there dissecting Catalina. Started in the 70s, figuring that island out, starting to figure out how that sea bass reacted. There's a couple other guys that are very good at it that can read the tide, read the water conditions, and understand that whole thing. And what he told me was, is if you're not catching the blue perch and the calico bass, then there's a very, very good.
Okay, so check this out real quick. Your saltwater guide, Captain Dave Hansen. It's cod squirts, gang. These rock cod squirts are a game changer when you're fishing those rockfish. These things are already pre-rigged, ready to go. All you gotta do is take them out of the package, you hook your sinker onto the already pre-tied swivel, and then you hook your main line, your piece of braid, right to the other swivel on the other end, and you have two pre-made hooks that already have squid lures on them and these look just like the red crabs that these rock cod have been feeding on for the last five or six years out here in southern california these things are deadly they work great they also make them in a glow-in-the-dark white color all right gang you're that that uh video jumped up there i wanted you to see that i want you to shop at promar ahi usa go over there grab the qr code all the products that are available over there are 10% off. Make sure you stop by there. Grab that QR code. Make sure that you grab the QR code because you'll save 10% on all the products over there. And they're going to help you for squid fishing and everything else that you do when you're out fishing. You won't believe the squid nets, the landing nets, the, the squid jigs, and everything else available over there. But Back to what we were talking about. Make sure that you do not leave your squid laying on the bottom from the today forward. Do not leave your squid laying on the bottom of the ocean. That is not where you're going to catch a sea bass. I've seen a lot of sea bass caught in my life. And very, I mean, when I was diving, a lot of sea bass. And I've never seen a white sea bass rooting around in the bottom, rooting around with his nose in, in the mud, looking for something to eat. They spend all their time in that upper water column cruising along. That's why it's crucial to make sure that when you're fishing on the inside on the beaches and on the kelp, that you're not just firing your bait straight down to the bottom, that you're actually fishing in that water column, that you're actually fishing through the water column and not getting caught with your bait laying on the bottom. When you throw it out there with the small sliding sinker or the lead head, once it hits the bottom, you need to wind it back in, throw it back out, let it sink through the water column again. Constantly be working that thing over and over and over again. It's much easier out on the squid beds to do it with the dropper loop or the white jig. But when you get into the beaches, that's when it's going to be really a lot of skill involved, a lot of casting involved, a lot of paying attention to which way the kelp's laying, which way the boat's laying. And which way you believe, remember those fish are always going to swim against the current. So if the current is going from north to south, you're going to want to kind of throw your bait to the upper end of the kelp bed and let it drift down the front of the kelp, down that front of the kelp, because those fish are going to be swimming up. So you want your bait to be drifting down and they both intersect. But the moment the bait hits the bottom, you must wind it in and throw it back out. You cannot be lazily fishing for white sea bass. Those of you that have gone white sea bass fishing over and over and over again, and you've been on a boat and you've never caught one, it's 99.9% .9 of the reason why is because you leave your bait laying on the bottom. You do not want to leave that bait laying on the bottom. That's not where they are. They're in that upper water column. 
when you're using that dropper loop, 18 inches. Some guys tie it two feet above the, the sinker. The higher up you can get it, the better you're gonna the better the chances are to not get a bat ray or a shovel nose shark or a leopard shark, and you got a better chance of getting a yellowtail or a sea bass. And those yellowtail, they're not rooting around in the bottom either in the mud. They are feeding in that sometimes they're feeding down on the bottom, but they aren't rooting around in the mud. And if your bait is 18 inches above your weight, then you've got a really good chance of getting that yellowtail to eat your bait. But you always want to be fishing through the water column. And if you don't understand or if any of this doesn't make sense or you you left because it was chopped up all the time and it wasn't making sense and Mark's internet sucked over here. Him and Elon didn't didn't talk very well before we got here tonight to do this. I don't know what happened. It ain't my fault, though. I know that for a fact. I know that. But... um. Check everything out at my website at yoursaltwaterguide.com. Download the QR code. Hit it with your phone, whatever. We're going to get into this computer and find out what happened and why it's been jumping back and forth all night. And uh, tomorrow's show hopefully will go much smoother for us. This was hard to keep it online the whole time. But Mark and I literally have been out fishing all day today down here in Lopez Mateos. We've, we made a phenomenal amount of videos. We're going to be pumping those things out in the next few days. You're going to get to see all kinds of cool stuff that we're doing down here. We're going to sit down right now and eat a bunch of oysters. Luke McFadden, I kind of figured out how to shuck the oysters. I just did a, I actually shucked 26 of them in uh, less than 20 minutes. Yep. That's pretty good for me. If you watched any of the videos before of me doing it, it took me like 20 minutes to do one. So I'm getting better and better. And we'll have a video about what we did here in Lopez Mateo out in the next couple of days. Also, we got some cool stuff to show you that Kelly and I did over in Hawaii. And we're launching our new contest tonight. Those of you that jumped off, unfortunately, we'll talk about it again tomorrow. Promar and I have hooked up to give away a really cool grab bag of stuff from Promar. You're going to get a t-shirt and a hat. You're probably going to get, they haven't quite decided what they're going to throw in the bag, but they're going to throw some cool stuff, probably some live deception lures. They're probably, and they're going to, they already said they're throwing in some rock cod squid squirts. So you're going to get a couple of, couple of packages of the squid squirts, a hat, a t-shirt. You're going to get a year saltwater guide t-shirt and uh, whatever else Steve and Ben decide to throw in from Promar. And how are you going to win that? What you got to do now is you have to grab that QR code from Promar. Everybody that visits the store, you don't have to buy anything, but we want you to grab the QR code and visit the store. And we are able to track who goes on there from starting today until the end of the month. And then on the 1st of June, we will announce one lucky winner. We'll put all the names from everybody that visits Visits Promar Ahi USA's website. All you got to do is put in the QR code, go over there and look. You just can't put in the QR code. You have to actually visit the website. Once you visit the website, we know who you are. And then we'll throw your name in a hat, just like we did at the uh, PCS show. We'll throw your name in a hat. And then one lucky winner is going to win the grab bag from Promar and the free t-shirt from your saltwater guide. 
We don't ask you to buy anything, but I know once you go over to Promar's website, Promar Ahi USA, and see all the cool products that they have that you use on a daily basis anyway, you are going to want to buy some product. And then they ship it to you. And by using the QR code, you get 10% off. That's a pretty good deal. Like You can't beat it. We'll talk about this for the next three, four weeks until we get to June 1st. And then we'll give away that cool package. Don't forget to check out my website. Don't forget to watch us tomorrow night, 6 o'clock. Hopefully, Elon Musk and I have a meeting tonight. and We get this all straightened out. We don't have any more problems with Starlink. But uh, those of you that hung in with me the whole time, thank you very, very much. And uh, I will be here for you tomorrow. Kelly, I love you. Elliot, thanks for all your help. And I'll see you all tomorrow. Everybody that left stars, thank you very, very much. What is
pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.